You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Mike Amos! Yo, Joe, sup? Hey. What? Homie. <laughs> We're back after a week off. We had a hiatus. We had a, yeah. I went to the doctor for that. He gave, Did me, you? Some, gave me some medicine for yeah. my hiatus. Yeah, a little, little pain in the butt, was it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel <laughs> better now. Um, so Mike, um, gotta tell you, we hit a milestone in the last uh, couple weeks here. You ready for this? Yes. Over 5,000 all-time downloads for this little podcast in what I believe is 76 podcasts. That, that's, you know what? <laughs> I thought we'd do good doing 20 of them, but 76? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Let me look here. Uh, I'm pretty sure that we've done 76 episodes. And, um, yeah, this is number 76 right here. Mm. So just the fact that we're that far along um, is amazing to me and obviously to you because, you know, we both thought this might be a, uh, you know, just some, a little COVID project, I think. Right. And turned into be much more. And uh, we're getting some pretty good feedback and we're getting to meet some people, some really cool people and talk to some cool people and and find out what's going on in Morrow County. And um, I don't know about you, but uh, I have learned a bunch. And, uh, you know, we couldn't do it without our buddy Stan Sype, for sure. Oh, like, most certainly. You know, our he, researcher. Oh, man. Um, I wish I wish that everybody had a researcher like Stan Sype. I mean, especially if you're a history podcast. I mean, come on. That guy is worth, you know, my old weight in gold. When I was over 400 pounds, I once calculated how much my worth in gold was okay and it was a lot let's just say so that. you have been devalued since i have, I have devalued well i don't know because the price of gold has continued to go up okay and uh but i'm pretty sure it's i'm not worth as much as i was so oh. you know it is what it is right your, your wife wouldn't say that well well she maybe. might, she <laughs> might tell you that. it just depends she might tell you that um so mike tomorrow is the chamber's annual dinner and it's going to be a good time, I'm sure. Uh, I went to my first one last year, and it was a pretty good time. So did I. That was my first one, too. Um, I think it's the reservation time is up. I don't think you can put any more reservations yeah, in at this point. unfortunately. And then shame on us for not getting <laughs> getting that out there for those that are chamber members. But you can go out and become a, a member of the chamber or a friend of the chamber if you're not a business and uh, you know, be able to be in the know, and when new businesses are opening, and the chamber directors go out, they do you know ribbon cuttings, and they get messages out, and you know, um, it's very important for an area that is expecting growth, is going through growth, that their chamber is very active, because we need that group to work with the businesses, to work with the schools, to, you know, do all this stuff to make our area grow, right? Well, yeah, and you mentioned businesses and you mentioned individuals. If you have an organization, I mean, with me, it's a Morrow County Historical Society, which is a member. Mm-hmm. Um, Mar Little Theater is a member as well. Uh, most certainly. So it's you, not just businesses. It's almost non-profits. certainly. Organizations, yep. nonprofits can get uh, support. You can make uh, uh, friends with folks that can maybe help you with your with your uh, vision. Um, yeah, so if you've got an idea on a business and you, you want to say, hey, I don't know if anybody else is doing this, call the Chamber of Commerce. 
they might be able to point you in that direction. And um, if not, they might even know of an individual. Like if you have a product um, that you might want to, uh, you know, work with somebody on to develop, there's resources right here in the county that's local. You might be, they might be able to put you in contact with somebody. So uh, don't ever underestimate the um, power of a phone call or an email or listening to this podcast (laughs) (laughs) but the chamber is very important to our community uh one one just give angela a big thank you for her time we appreciate her uh the work that she's put into it yeah so for those who don't know tomorrow is her last day at the chamber i didn't know if that was public knowledge so i didn't Uh, say that yeah so it uh is official tomorrow after the event she's uh learned a lot she's grown a lot i'm super proud of her um and uh, I'm sure that uh, she will miss everybody there, but she's got a new role um, that's going to be very important. And part of that is uh, helping local businesses and students connect. Um, you know, I've heard that there are several businesses around Mara County that have a need for employees. Uh, one business that's rather large needs 100 people now. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, like now, now. Yeah. Um, that's huge. And so um, part of what Angela's going to be working on is helping to tie all that together. And uh, I, I'm, I know that she's going to be perfect, you know, with her master's degree and her background in education. It just is kind of perfect for her. So kudos to her on getting the opportunity to uh, further develop Morrow County. Uh, Mike, guess what? Trick or treat is right around the corner, dude. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that sure kind of a, what that a was. witch horse. <laughs> that was just a little scurry. I'm not okay. gonna lie. Um, I did want to share some information with everybody because you know it is uh, coming right up where we're going to get into the trick-or-treating season. So Cardington's trick-or-treat is going to be October 29th from 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Chesterville, 10.29, 5.30pm to 7 p.m. Edison, it's 10.30, I'm sorry, October 30th, and it's going to start after the parade, About and the parade starts about 4 o'clock. And so it'll be after that parade. My guess is probably 4.30, 4.45, somewhere in there. Uh, Mount Gilead, their uh, trick-or-treat's going to be on October 29th from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Sparta will be 10.31 from 5 p.m. till 6 p.m. And, uh, Mike, in case you have not heard, a couple other cool things that are coming up. Mount Gilead Public Library is teaming up with Capitol Theater to show a free movie, Hocus Pocus, the original, that came out, uh, what, 29 years ago, I think, almost 30 years ago? Mm -hmm. Hard to believe, but yeah. So on Thursday, October 27th at 7 p.m., Hocus Pocus being sponsored as a free movie. This is just like the summer program, but this is an evening one. I'm going to go ahead and let everybody in on a secret. Uh, Capitol Theater's working with the movie theater, or with... um, the library trying to get an evening series of free movies, just like they do during the summer, uh, to bring the entire family to. So that'll be on Thursday, October 27th at 7 p.m. That's Hocus Pocus at the movie theater in Mount Gilead. And, Mike, also that weekend, are you ready for this? Or the week before that, I'm sorry, is going to be Mar Little Theater's variety show, and that is to benefit their newly founded scholarship fund. Yeah. For Morrow County students, 
Mark, any students that uh, are going into any kind of arts, um, we're hoping to hit $1,000 um, to be able to hand out. Um, hopefully, we can, hopefully, we'll hit that $1,000 and we'll be able to hand out all $1,000. That would be yeah. super awesome. I hear that they uh, found a top-notch MC for this as well. You're right. We did find one, and uh, he's from out of town. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's Mike. Mike's going to MC the event for us um, at the movie theater, and that's going to be October 20th, so next week. Wow. Next week is October 20th at 7 p.m. across the street at Capitol Theater. It's going to be a variety show, and there's some people who are writing their own original content for that, so that'll be cool. We've got artwork coming in from Cardington, Mount Gilead, Northmore, Highland, from students to showcase some of the art. And um, if this goes super well, we might actually put together an art night where we show just do just art pieces, uh, drawings, paintings, um, anything else that is developed like that uh, at the movie theater. You know, just trying to utilize that building more and yeah, get some and showcase some awesome stuff around. Mark it's County. amazing. There's only one thing with a variety show that will be missing. Miss um, Zigger is in charge, and she said that if I'm going to MC, I can't tell any jokes. She did. Well, she said no puns. She didn't say no oh, jokes. Oh, no okay. That, yeah, that opens no up puns. a whole other can of worms. Yeah, she said no puns. She did not say that you couldn't tell jokes. Okay, Jamie. It's on. Now, I will... Um, I'll have to tell you that I probably will get a, a text message from her when she listens to this <laughs> um, to, to change that. Also coming up, Rocky Horror Picture Show, the movie... Um, if you like the cult classic from 1975, I believe. Something like that, I think yeah. it was 1975 uh, with Tim Curry, Meatloaf. Um, let's see, who else? I can't think of who else was in that. There's another famous person in there. I can't think of it. Anyway, uh, Mar Little Theater is teaming up with Capitol Theater, and they're hosting that on Saturday night, October 29th. It starts at midnight. Tickets are going to be $20 at the door. And that is a another fundraiser for Mar Little Theater. With that $20 ticket purchase, you are getting the opportunity to show um, to show up. Please dress up in any of the um, it, you know any of the costumes from the movie. Um, you get a goodie bag. Inside of that goodie bag, will have everything you need to participate. So, like the glove and the noisemaker and a newspaper. Party hat, all that fun stuff will all be in there for you. Uh, we do ask that you not bring rice and no toast um, because it is a pain to clean up. And it could draw critters. And it could draw critters, that's right. Um, and then also coming up for Mar Little Theater is November 18th and 19th, Elf Jr., the musical. They are actively across the street as we speak rehearsing. And on that's going to be on uh, Friday, Saturday, the 18th and 19th at 7 p.m. at Handlebar Ranch. And then on 20th, which is Sunday, it'll be at 2.30 p.m. And uh, that'll be a good time for those kids. They've learned a lot thus far um, with that, Mike. So going back to what we've got going on, Trick or Treat coming up October 27th. Trick or Treat at Perry Cook Library, 5.30 p.m. Pick up popcorn and a bag of treats from the library. Join us in the costume contest on the front porch at 5.30 p.m. Parking is available in the side lot for Trunk or Treat. 
That's going to be from 5.30 to 7 p.m. at the Johnsville um, Library, which is the Perry Cook Library. All of these uh, messages that uh, are these uh, events are also available on our Facebook page. Physics Fun with Professor Mark at the Chesterville Library, the Celebre Public Library. That's going to be on Saturday, October 22nd at 1 p.m. That'll be a fun event. There's also 3D printing ages 8 to 12 with an adult. That's going to be Tuesday, October 18th at 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. That also is going on at the Celebre Public Library. They've got a lot of cool stuff going on there as well. You know, I've noticed one thing, Mike. The public libraries have really stepped up their game. When I was younger, the library was for books. And videos, and, but, and you know, videos, direct but, things. Yeah, but, like, there wasn't, um, they didn't have some cool things that they're doing now, you know. I don't know if it's just because technology's changed and the times have changed and that's why. But, you know, kudos to the libraries for stepping it up and, and getting active and, and working on that. Um, Build It Saturday is going on at in Cardington at the Cardington Public Library. And it's going to be, it says, stop in to build and create with Legos. Try to build the biggest tower or an entire castle. The sky and your imagination is the limit. And that's going to be Saturday, this Saturday, the 15th at 11 a.m. And it goes until 1 p.m. And it looks like it repeats also uh, into November on Saturday the 5th. Then, Mr. Mike, we also have the um, craft market this Saturday, uh, the 15th at 10 a.m., and that's going to be at the New Life Church, and that is, that's the church on Lincoln Avenue, you know, mm-hmm. the corner of Lincoln and Delaware, I think it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lincoln and Delaware. The, the, the former Nazarene Church at one time. Yes, yeah. Yep, um, and so they're gonna, it's a four-hour event. It starts at 10 a.m. and goes to 2 p.m., but it's a craft market. And the, evidently, they're going to have a food truck there, a food truck. You know, there's a lot of food trucks going on. You can get a lot of cool things. Um, this is one that I saw, and I thought it was pretty cool. Now, this is in Marion, but they have a branch here. Uh, it, this is from Pillar Credit Union, and I found this event interesting, so I wanted to share it. Even though it is a Marion event, on Barks Road East, uh, just south of, uh, I'm sorry, just east of Delaware Avenue, is the Pillar Branch. Is at 300 Barks Road East, Marion. They're having what they call Shredded Day. Do you know what Shredded Day is, Mike? Oh, I, I used to drive the truck to that event for them to shred. Yeah, so... All it, your um, documents, you know, that have sensitive personal, in, yeah, yeah. personal information, uh, you can bring them that day to shred... Um, it's a, it's a wonderful event. Um, so, you know, stop by the pillar. What was that date and time again? Um, it is this Saturday, the 15th, and it goes from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Literally, you just show up, give them your stuff, and they, I don't know if they shred it right on site, but I do know that they have a shredder in the truck, I believe. Uh, the truck is, it does have a shredder, and yes, they will shred it on site, unless there's some difficulty then they might have to take it back to to market to be shredded but uh they should be able to shred it right on site but please folks make sure you take off any paper clips take out the staples that is helpful. take out the binder clips this should really only be loose leaf paper 
um, that is unbound and able to go through the shredder. You know, they I'm sure they don't just put in individual papers that would take forever. Oh, yes. Um, but make sure that you take out anything that could jam up the machine or dull the blades or something like that. So it should be just paper product. Um for that event. Now the Ohio Bird Sanctuary is having their fall family festival. Have you ever also been there on this Saturday? I have not. That is a cool it. place. You need to get the kids up there. So it's the Ohio Bird Sanctuary, and they're having an event this Saturday, the fifteenth, from ten AM to four PM. And it says come and enjoy the day at the sanctuary and support the care of our birds. Enjoy family fun games and activities and meet many of our birds up close. And special programs. They do have an admission of ten dollars uh, for adults, six dollars for children, or it's half price if you become a member or are a member for that event. And all the proceeds that day go to the Avian Ambassadors Group there. And that bird sanctuary is located at three seven seven four Orweiler Road, and that's O R W E I L E R Road, Mansfield, Ohio. It's ninety acres. I did not realize that. That is huge. Uh, I've been by it. I thought that was in Richland County. I think you and I talked about that, and I did not realize that it was in Morrow County. I was thinking it was Richland County also. I think it's right on the edge, I think, but I think it is in Morrow County, but it has a Mansfield address. Okay. Which I think Johnsville has the same thing. They have a Mansfield address, but it's... Well, Johnsville has a Mount Gilead address. So, parts, so if you go down 59 west... That has, I believe it's a Mansfield address. That's very possible down that way, yeah. yeah I'm pretty yeah. sure that that has a Mansfield address. Because if you send it to Johnsville, it won't get there. No. <laughs> on 59, which is... According to the post office, there's no Johnsville or Shock. Yeah. Uh, probably when they had their own post office, mm-hmm. they did. But then, you know, when they combined, or shut them down, I mean, and combined them. Um, also, coming up on October 22nd, Fall on the Farm Vendor Weekend. That is going to be at Goodman Stock Farms. It's Saturday from 10 to 6 p.m. and Sunday from noon to 5 p.m. They're going to have a vendor show, food stands, pumpkin patch, corn pit, and live music at the Goodman Stock Farm. And uh, that is at 5684 Township Road 121 in Mount Gilead. Uh, We went over the weekend down to um, a pumpkin patch in Delaware because um, we've gone there a couple years. It's kind of a tradition for us. Um, but I refused to buy a pumpkin there. We just went basically for the activities. Oh, it was Monday we did it, so yesterday. And uh, we came back and we bought locally. We bought pumpkins locally from a pumpkin patch instead of buying at, a, at another pumpkin patch. Um, and the kids were ecstatic. We had a, a Sunday bar after we made homemade pizzas, Mike, and then you know uh, we carved a pumpkin. And I made the kids, the kids drew out what they thought the pumpkin should look like. And I took something off of each one of their papers and cut it onto the pumpkin. Turned out pretty cool. Um, Also, coming up November 26th at 10 a.m. is the November Downtown Days in Mount Gilead. And that, uh, again, we'll have activities, sidewalk sales, small businesses. We'll have stuff out. And uh, here's a, a really cool event that I just got sent recently from. Uh, Chris Shearborn, and it's a Texas Hold'em benefit, and he is holding that on Sunday, November 13th, and this Texas Hold'em tournament is going to be held at the Mount Gilead VFW post, and it is literally going for, and I'm, I hope I don't get this wrong, so I apologize, Chris, if you're listening, um, but it is going 
for, let me see here. You have to pre-register. There will be food and drinks available for cash only purchasing. And it's all proceeds go to Save a Warrior. And I believe that whole thing is around um, mental health for um, for warriors coming back. You know, for right. for soldiers that come back and have um, have some sort of of after effects, right? And what is it? Every twenty is it twenty two minutes or twenty two seconds? I can't remember which one of the two. Um, someone from the military commits suicide due to not being able to cope with either what they saw or something like that. And so this is meant to help help them with that. Um, tickets are are for a chance to win an extra bag of poker chips, which is about $10,000 for, for play. There will be a 50-50 drawing, $1 for each ticket, $5 for 10 or 10 for an arm length. Drawing will take place at 2 p.m. Uh, let's see here. Tournament starts at 1 p.m. Registration opens at noon. Um, that is one of the things here I just wanted to share. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always uh, look up the event. We've posted it here. There's a uh, an actual document that's linked out there. If you are interested, uh, please, please um, either donate to Save a Warrior uh, dot org or um, spend you know go in and buy a, a 50 50 ticket um, or something like that but uh, you know we can't be free without those who have given some and uh, anybody who has gone uh, anybody who has gone to um, fight for our freedoms deserves um, a second chance in anything that we can give them um, so Mike do you have anything that you would like to share you covered a lot, and and no, I really don't. I'm trying to think. I don't think I had anything else. Oh, 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 uh, mystery, murder, and mayhem. Yes, Tuesday how did that nights. go? Well, the first uh, Tuesday night, there were over 60 people. Uh, we're recording this on the second Tuesday night, and there are well over 40 people this week, I know. Um, that is happening. Robin Brucker is taking people on a tour. Tour. Uh, around Mount Gilead, about eight blocks, uh, to, sh- to point out some interesting events that have happened. Uh, that's on Tuesday nights. Uh, next Tuesday and the following Tuesday will be the last two. <clears throat> you meet in front of the History Center at 17 West High Street. For a three-hour tour. It starts at 6.30. <laughs> it's not We're a three-hour tour. Asking that you be there uh, about 10 minutes early, so about uh, 6.20 would be a good time to show up. 6.15 be even better. Um, the weather's held out beautifully for these. Uh, the stories are just amazing. I'm not going to take away your thunder and tell any of the stories. Um, if you get a chance, come out for this event. Now, we do have to say she has worked with our buddy, Stan Sipe, Stan Sipe. to yep. put all of this together. And uh, it's a great fundraiser for the Historical Society and has thus been a great fundraiser for you guys. And um, I heard rumor that they may be working on some more stuff. Well, that was and a request, we, and, we and can't they are share it yet. They're working on that. But I've heard, and um, I have actually made a request of Robin and the team that put this one together, and uh, hopefully, we'll be able to share some of that soon for those who um, could not make it 
to walk the tour. So, uh, Mike, that's all I've got. Do you have anything, sir? Uh, I think that'd be it for today, Mr. Joe. All right. So, Mr. Mike, you know what time it is? Oh, no, I'm, I'm fastening myself in and holding on to this chair. Hang on, here we go. The Flashback is brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society. Now open every Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. Stop in and learn about Morrow County's past. All right, Mike, I know what... This week is. This is the last week talking about ice before it gets too cold. But I thought that the ice plant was a cool subject. It was. So let's finish it off. Okay. Put a little sawdust on it. We'll keep it for the winter. This is last uh, uh, last one, last week we were up to the 1930s. Uh, there weren't as many people needing ice, except for in the rural area. People were getting their own refrigerators and freezers. So... Um, I'm going to pick up here. Uh, prior to 1939, fruits and vegetables, unless they were preserved by canning, had to be used in season. Farmers had always needed to await cool weather for butchering in order to better preserve the meat, which could be smoked <laughs> excuse me, or canned for later use. Both problems of food preservation were solved in 1939. It was early in the year that Bird's Eye brand frozen foods were introduced in Mount Gilead at Lloyd Jake Dye's Food Market downtown. Special demonstrations were held in the store showing how to prepare meals using frozen fruits, uh, fruits, vegetables, meats, poultry, and fish. Much of the kitchen drudgery of the housewife was eliminated by the use of frozen foods as they came table ready. Also in 1939, Creighton Millard announced... The completion of an $8,000 expansion program. An addition was built that contained 310 refrigerated food storage lockers known as Zero Locker System. The system originated in Iowa. Its primary use was for the farmer so that he could butcher any month of the year instead of only two or three, <coughs> giving, him, giving him fresh meat the year-round. In Millard's plant, people could rent a 24-by-30-inch locker to store their food. Each customer was given a key to access their locker. My parents used that. They would get... That is interesting. They would get something, uh, butchered a cow or a pig, and we didn't have a freezer big enough, so they'd rent space down here to zero locker, or zero, uh, zero lockers, yes. Uh, the zero locker system was an immediate success, not only with the local farmers, but the townspeople. Village residents could not buy meat in wholesale quantities. uh, Excuse me. Village residents could now buy meat in wholesale quantities at considerable savings and have a place to store it. (coughs) Don't get choked up. In connection with his frozen food locker system, Millard hired a meat cutter and instituted a retail meat department. Newly butchered animals could be brought in from the farm and the cutter would prepare and wrap the meat prior to being placed in the storage lockers. The Crystal Ice and Zero Locker Plant in 1939 was said to be the only facility of its kind between Columbus and Worcester. That summer, the Central Fruit and Grocery Company of Mansfield, due to the lack of such a cold storage plant in that city, delivered over 10 tons of frozen fish, fruits, and vegetables to the Mount Gilead plant for temporary storage. 
<clears throat> that's a lot. That is a lot. That is a lot of food that they brought there. As members of the North Central Group of the Ohio Ice Manufacturers Association, Creighton and Gertie Millard hosted a meeting of the organization one night in their apartment over the ice plant. Uh, present this night was an Ohio State University professor who spoke on his school's experiments with the freezing and preparation of fruits and vegetables. In late 1939, the couple attended the first National Refrigerated Locker Conference in Des Moines, Iowa, to learn more more ways of serving their patrons. After 30 years of serving the people of Morrow County, the Millards sold the business in late 1944 and retired to a farm in Franklin Township. Creighton C. Millard died in September 1953 at the age of 79. The Crystal Ice and Zero Locker plant by the mid-1950s had added a small line of groceries and a coin-operated ice vending machine for the convenience of those on the go. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the end of Zero. The building functioned as a convenience store for a time in the 1980s. After that, a small business that prepared video cassette recorders, or VCRs, was located there for a bit. Long after it had ceased manufacturing ice, the old plant at 200 South Street was destroyed by an arson fire in 1995. Today, a grass lot is all that is left of the site of one of Mount Gilead's pioneering businesses. That is, that's a pretty cool story. You stretched it out over four weeks, and there's a cool picture on the I'll hold it up to the microphone. Yeah. Can I see it? Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, It actually is really... Cool. I swear I've seen a building just like that. Oh, that building, not just like that, but with the same block and stuff, sits next to the firehouse, the same brick or block. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I remember going in there. It had its own unique smell. Um, you could buy cold pop in glass bottles. Uh, my parents would, like I said, would store meat and and stuff that was uh, in the that, freezers. I'm take a picture of that. We'll post that online. Okay. We can do that. But uh, I remember quite well. Uh, you might not remember quite so well there. I don't. Mr. Joe. But I'll post this picture online because I think that's pretty cool. We don't always get to have cool pictures like that. And I, um, you know, maybe we'll be able to figure something out. But that's pretty cool. Uh, Mike, you know, in history, we lost another historic person today. Uh, Angela Langsbury, also known as Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast for kids my age. Um, Murder, She Wrote was another show that she uh, was in. She was in a lot of stuff. She was on Broadway. Um, age 96 uh, passed away. Um, so, you know, um, we lost another good one. You know, 2022 and 2020, 2021 and 2022 have taken some real greats. Yeah. Um, well, this past week, we also lost one of my favorites. That would be Loretta Lynn, the coal miner's daughter. Yes, Loretta Lynn. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's another one. Um, just, you know, tis the season, too. Um, you know, there it is cyclical. There is a season. So um, now that's all I have. I'm not going to do anything special. Uh, this week or share anything. Mike, do you have anything else for the history piece? No, 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 no. Let's go back to the future. All right. So um, it is, what, 20-some days out from the election. 
And I wanted to share, if you go to boe.morrowcountyohio.gov, you'll be on the homepage of the Morrow County Board of Elections page. Scroll down, and you'll see the latest news. And right below that, you're going to see November 8th, 2022 general election. If you click on the view your ballot here, you're, it's going to ask you, it's going to take you to a secure link, and it's going to ask you for at least your last name and your date of birth. Now, technically, you only need to put in your last name, technically. But it'll take you to the sample ballot that you will see. It gives you what Congress, like mine is Congress Township West, okay? So um, that is what my ballot looks like. So on this ballot this year, you're going to see for the fall, you'll see um, governor and lieutenant governor's race. So you'll have Nan, uh, is it Whaley? And Cheryl Stevens. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike DeWine or John Husted. For Attorney General, Dave Yost or Jeffrey Crossman. Auditor of State, you'll have Taylor Sappington or Keith Faber. Secretary of State, you'll have Chelsea Clark or Frank LaRose or I am not even sure how to pronounce this name. I can't pronounce that name. Tor Maras. Mar- yeah, I think that I don't know what the last name or first name is. Uh, for Treasurer of State, Robert Sprague or Scott Scherzinger? Scott Scherzer. Scherzer right now yes. mayor of, of uh, Marion. That's why that name looks familiar. Okay. Um, for Chief Justice, you have Sharon Kennedy or Jennifer Bruner. For Justice of the Supreme Court, you have Terry Jamison or Pat Fisher. For Supreme Court Justice, you also have Marilyn Zayas or Pat DeWine. For U.S. Senator, we have J.D. Vance or Tim Ryan. And I believe this is for Senator Portman's seat since he is not running for re-election. This will be to fill his uh, vacancy since he's retiring out after this one. And it looks like there's a write-in candidate there, but I did not see, I could not find any info on that. For representative for the 4th Congress District, it'll be either Tammy Wilson or Jim Jordan. For 87th State, 87th District State Representative, it'll be Reardon McLean. There is no Democrat there. Uh, for judge for the 5th District Court of Appeals, it'll be Earl Wise or Andrew King. For judge of Court of Appeals 5th District, it'll be either David T. Ball or Craig Baldwin. And then County Commissioner, there is no Democrat running, so it'll be John Mason. For county auditor, there is no Democrat running. It will be Connie McChesney. For judge of common pleas, and this is the full term commencing on January 1st, 2023. I think those go, I want to say six years, I think. I can't remember what those are for sure, but I think it's like six years. Um, It's going to be Tom Elkin. There is no Democrat there. Now, there are a couple different tax or a couple different levies proposed. I'm not going to read the specific township levy, but what I will talk about, Mike, is there is a proposed constitutional amendment to the Ohio Constitution. Now, this is its issue one, and it's to require courts to consider factors like public safety when setting the amount of bail. Proposed constitutional amendment. 
proposed by the joint resolution of the General Assembly to amend Section 9 of Article 1 of the Constitution of the State of Ohio. A majority yes vote is necessary for the amendment to pass. The proposed amendment would require Ohio courts, when setting the amount of bail, to consider public safety, including seriousness of the offense, as well as a person's criminal record, the likelihood the person will return to court, and the any other factor the Ohio Generally, General Assembly may prescribe. It will also remove the requirement that the procedures for establishing the amount and conditions of bail be determined by the Supreme Court of Ohio. If passed, the amendment will be effective immediately. Shall the amendment be proved, yes or no? Now, the way that I read this is that currently the Supreme Court sets... This is the way Joe Powell reads this. I'm not a lawyer. (laughs) This is just the way that I understand from doing a little bit of research here on this. Is currently the Supreme Court gets to set the procedures on how to establish any amount or bail conditions. The way that I'm seeing this is that that will revoke that approval or that requirement from the Supreme Court and put it into the hands of the General Assembly, meaning that the Supreme Court, so say that Mike and I were on the Supreme Court, we would not be able to say anybody who is charged with this will get this or this. It'll go to the assembly to say what they believe. So it actually gives it gives more power to the General Assembly and takes some power away from the Supreme Court. How you feel about that, nah, I don't know. Um, but that's the way that I understand it. So it would be more in a case-by-case yes, uh, situation so rather than for this crime, this is the bail. Yeah, so instead of a one-size-fits-all, it really is looking at will this person come back or how has this person behaved? Is this a first offense? Is this multiple offenses? Something like that. Also, Mike, issue two, to prohibit local governments from allowing non-electors to vote. Proposed constitutional amendment proposed by the general of the by joint resolution of the General Assembly to amend section one of Article five, section three of Article ten, and section three of Article what is that uh, eighteen of the Constitution of the United States. A majority yes vote is necessary for the amendment to pass. The proposed amendment would require that only citizen, the only a citizen of the United States who is at least eighteen years of age and who has been a legal resident and registered voter for at least thirty days can vote at any state or local election held in the state. Will prohibit local governments from allowing a person to vote in local elections if they are not legally qualified to vote in the state elections. If passed, the amendment will be effective immediately. So basically the way that I understand this is that if you do not meet the following criteria, if you are not at least 18 years of age, if you are not a legal resident of the state of Ohio or of the local of the local space or area that you're voting in, and you've not registered to vote or been registered to vote for at least 30 years, you will not be able to vote if this amendment passes. 
apparently currently there's a way that local, so let's say that the state of Ohio won't let you vote in state things, but the village of Mount Gilead might. This will prohibit that from happening, the way that I understand it. And that'll be a yes-no vote. And if you vote yes, you're saying that you want that change to take place. All right, so a proposed tax levy is also up, Mike. It's a renewal, and renewals are a good thing. <laughs> it's not something new that we really need to say, okay, do we need to give this money? It's, it's just a renewal. So this is for the Mar County Board of Health. A majority affirmative vote is necessary for the passage. A renewal of a tax for the benefit of Morrow County for the purpose of public health programs, including communicable diseases, environmental and food safety, public health nursing, and health education at a rate not exceeding 0.5 mil for each $1 valuation, which amounts to 0.05, so basically 5 cents, for every $100 dollars of valuation for 10 years commencing on 2023 first due calendar year 2024 so if i understand that right if your house cost you a hundred dollars you owe a nickel not too bad so um you need to vote for or against the tax levy um for that and we're not going to go into the township um, things, but I do believe there's a couple township levies up for cemetery operating or general operating expenses um, for the township or townships. So, all right, that's all I've got, Mike. Do you have anything for uh, the podcast here as we get ready to wrap up for the night? Um, no. <laughs> well, actually, I do. All right. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Warning, warning, warning. Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning, warning, warning. (laughs) Well, you talked about... He shakes his head the whole time. You talked about the uh, bird sanctuary earlier, and you know that one bird can't make a pun, but two can. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Seriously, Mike. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm feeling generous today. <laughs> you know, I hate those Russian dolls. They're so full of themselves. Wow. Wow. I, I... <laughs> okay. Did you hear about the IKEA lawyers? Uh-oh. They're cheap, but you have to build your own case. That was not a bad one. <laughs> now, you knew about my job at the uh, donut factory. I, I finally had to quit. I was fed up with the whole business. Sorry, my fat finger hit it twice. <laughs> <laughs> and you know who Ricardo uh, Montalban is, don't you? I don't think I do. Oh, no. He was Khan in uh, the original Star Trek and oh, then again no, in I Star don't. Trek 2. Sorry, I didn't watch Star Trek. Oh, okay. You, you lost out. <clears throat> well, you know, like I said, he, he played the part of Khan. Ricardo Monalbon struggled to find acting roles after Star Trek II. Nobody wanted to hire an ex-con. All right. I'm guessing, since uh, you put your phone away, that is it. <laughs> That's all we've got, right? That's it for now. That's all I got. All right. So, folks, uh, please go out to boe.morrowcountyohio.gov 
to check out your ballot before. Please be educated when you go out. If you don't vote, you do not have the right to complain. You are given a voice by the great, great uh, United States Constitution, by the state constitution. Uh, you're given that right to vote. Uh, some would say, you know, by the glory of God that we have been given that and that we have been blessed to have a country to um, support that and to support free speech. And, uh, you know, there are many who would say the country's not on the right path, that that uh, there's craziness in the world. Um, but you know what? We do have that right to vote. We do have our say. And I think frequently we forget that the government works for us. We do not have to follow. Sometimes they forget that. We, do n- we need to be prepared um, to send them a message that you work for us. You work for us. We don't work for you. Um, and that uh, when we don't like what you're doing, we will send you home. You will no longer be our voice. And um, and I'm, I'm saying this, Mike, not because I'm I'm you know uh, uh, stumping for something. I'm 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 just telling you, you're given a right. Once you turn 18, you're given this blessing to tell the government what you want. We don't have a king. We don't have a dictator. What we have is a government of the people, for the people, by the people. Mm-hmm. And if you don't vote, you are the problem. That's true. And if you're not an educated voter, you are the problem. So, all right, I'm off my soapbox now. Mike, I heard that you went and had a little food at a place. Yeah, I did. Uh, We had um, uh, Alex Stansberry on here. Was it the last? Yeah, it was the last. uh, I think it was the last episode. last episode. And uh, they're having a soft opening down at Cardington Cafe. They had it last week, and they're going to continue that through this week. Uh, I went down for lunch last Friday. The people that are working there are just uh, tremendously helpful. Um, I had a quesadilla. A quesadilla. You pronounced that wrong. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. I had a quesadilla. And it was was delicious. And the food was very good. And uh, the portions seemed to be very good as well. So it's a new... A new... um, venture in cardington and i think our local folks need to go in and support it now they haven't done their full opening right no they have not done the full opening i went by i wanted a cup of coffee i was hoping they were open so i could sneak in there but i didn't get to get a cup of coffee yet yeah i um unfortunately left the left the uh menu menu in in my car uh i'm looking here to see if it's on the cardington cafe they got like a temporary menu until they go to the full opening, but they had quite a variety of foods there. So, um, yeah, just know, um, I tell you, people are ridiculous. They, um, there's a bot that has basically cloned their account. And if you post or you try to enter something, it's trying to scam information out of you. Oh. He's reported it. They've reported it. It's um, It tried to get me as well. It selected me as a winner, so I, I went to enter. I went to respond to him, and it takes you to a page to enter data, which I knew immediately um, was an issue. Something had gone afoul, 
And so, um, you know, they know that they've tried to to get that taken care of, but apparently it's uh, somebody that's a low-life loser, <laughs> to be honest, set up a bot or, you know, is just, they've got nothing else to do than try to fish people. Yeah. That's just sad. It is. But uh, I wish the best for Alex and his team as they uh, open. I think on the 15th was their heart open, I think. Uh, I'm looking on their Facebook page, and they don't have that listed here, so I'm not really sure. The uh, tables look pretty cool in there. There's some seating in there, which there wasn't a lot of seating before, and um, they still have some of the market items, too. So, Yeah, when I was down there, they didn't have a lot of those items in yet, but they were uh, one thing they're going to have is Riverside ice cream. Hey, that is awesome. I love ice cream. I love ice cream. Anyway, all right, Micamus, I think that's it. Folks, get out and vote. Please be um, proactive. Read up on your candidates. Learn everything you can about any uh, proposals that might be on the ballot for you. Um, and remember to send the message that uh, that the government works for us and that they need to be our voice. Um, however you vote, that's between you um, and, I guess, the big guy upstairs and uh, not for anybody else to know. Um, or be concerned about. But, uh, you know, make sure that uh, you are very well versed in, in what you believe and how you want to get out there and tell the message. Folks, until next time, be nice to each other, be kind, give grace, and we'll see you later. Bye-bye.